going to read to you now from the Gospel of Matthew. Listen for the word of God as it's contained in Matthew chapter 16 at verse 21. From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said, this shall never happen to you. Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. And then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what they have done. Truly, I tell you, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Amen, and may God add his blessing to this reading of his holy word. Last week, as I said, I said if you wanted to choose the hymns, for the services just to write to me and just ask and I would gladly use them in our worship. And I tend to choose the hymns seasonally. Hopefully you've noticed that. But in fact, the first week we sang an Easter hymn that somebody had sent and it felt absolutely right. And it got me thinking, well, why not? Why not sing an Easter hymn in September? But taking that a little further, as I was reading our lesson for today, it made me think about that verse at verse 21 of Matthew. And on the third day be raised. What would you say if I told you that every day Every day is the third day. What would you think if I told you that resurrection is happening every day, everywhere? What if I told you that resurrection is happening even in the current climate, politically, economically, and racially, in all the struggles of today, even in the midst of the pandemic, and even in our divisions and disagreements about who we are and the values that we hold. Well, you've been told because it is. Resurrection is happening. Can you see it? Are you experiencing it? If it's not real for you, why not? Is it real for, for you? If you are experiencing resurrection day by day, what does it look like? Where are you seeing life 
and more life? What difference is resurrection making in your life today? And if you can't see it and you're not experiencing it, if it's not real for you, I say again, why not? Are you standing with Peter in that God forbid it place? I've stood next to Peter and echoed his words more times than I'd like to admit, and maybe you have too. We can only guess at what's going on in Peter when he says what he does, but actually for many of us, are we trying to reshape our lives and world to be what we want it to be, rather than facing and dealing with what is before us? Do some of us want to escape and run away? Are we in denial and sometimes delusion? Are we tired and worn out? Are we anxious or afraid? Maybe we feel a bit overwhelmed and powerless, or perhaps we feel responsible for fixing everything and assume that it's up to us to sort everything out. Maybe we feel like life is a racket and we are the ball. Does any of that sound familiar to you? What's that God forbid it place like for you? Every time we stand in that God forbid it place, we are actually forgetting an awful lot about the gospel. We forget that Jesus came that we may have life and have it abundantly. We forget that he is the resurrection and the life. We forget that he is the light the darkness cannot overcome. We forget his words, take courage, I have conquered the world. We forget that he is with us always, even to the end of the age. We forget his promise, I will not leave you orphaned, I am coming to you. We forget that he's making all things new. But mostly I think we forget that resurrection is not only or even primarily about what happens after our physical death. We forget that resurrection is a present reality happening here and now. It happens in the ordinary in the everyday circumstances of our lives. There is no place, no time, no circumstance in which resurrection isn't happening. We are setting our mind not on divine things, but on human things. And we've forgotten all the things that Jesus has shown us and told us and taught us. So maybe we need to re rethink what resurrection means and looks like. Maybe we need a new understanding of resurrection. Maybe we need to start looking for resurrection in places we never ever thought about before. When the messengers from John the Baptist asked Jesus if he is the one they've been waiting for, the Messiah, the Christ, he tells them, go and tell John what you have seen and heard the blind receive their sight, 
The lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, and the dead are raised. The poor have good news brought to them. I read in a recent article by a female theologian where she explains that Jesus' response is not a list of miracles. It's a guide for recognizing the life-giving power of God at work in the world. She says people are enabled to see and hear what is true without obstruction. People who'd been excluded and marginalized are at the center of concern. Those who had given up hope are finding life. An end to poverty is heralded. Well, where do you see those things happening today? What does resurrection look like in our country and in our lives, in our world today? What have you seen and heard? Because it happened the day a long time ago when Rosa Parks refused to sit at the back of a bus. It happened the day that Martin Luther King Jr. stepped onto that bridge in Selma, Alabama. Last week, we raised £1,200, over £1,200 for Lodging House Mission to help men and women living on the streets of our city, this dear green place that we call home. And their lives are changed and their relationship with their fellow human beings restored. That's resurrection. A few months ago, someone sent me their heating allowance with a note saying, I'll be okay. Use this to help someone, Catherine. And I thought then they were attuned and awake to the needs of others. Compassion became action and resurrection happened. When an old friend phoned me and said, they had been taken into hospital and scanned and the cancerous mass in her side had disappeared. Well, maybe that was a moment of resurrection. I see it every time someone speaks up and steps out for justice and the dignity of another person. When we offer or receive forgiveness, when we recommit to a, rela a relationship, when someone goes to that AA meeting for the very first time. And when we get through a time in our life, we never ever thought we would. And the list could go on and on and on. But I don't want to stand in that old forgetful, God forbid it place. And I don't want you to either. I want us to stand together in a new God forbid it place. A different place from which we see, we remember, and we act. God forbid it that we would become the great stone, the rock, or in the Greek, the Petros, the Peter, that covers the tomb and denies resurrection to another or ourselves. God forbid it that we would ignore or close our eyes or turn away from the hopes or needs of another. God forbid it that our words, our actions, or attitudes would impoverish the life of another or diminish his or her dignity. 
God forbid it that we would speak or act with anything other than love and compassion. God forbid it that we would settle for easy answers, half-truths, or presume to have all the truth. God forbid it that we would come here each week not expecting the dead to be raised. God forbid it that we would see each new day as anything but that third day. God forbid it, God forbid it all. And now let's you and I forbid it too. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come now to our prayers for others. Let's pray together. Gracious God, in love you created us, and in love you sustain us day after day. So it is with confidence that we bring our prayers to you, knowing that you hear us and will respond. We pray for the world around us, we pray for the many who continue to suffer and call out for help, for those without enough to eat, for our friends in Malawi and East Africa and elsewhere, for those caught up in violence and political uprisings, for those picking up the pieces after a natural disaster, for those desperate to find work to support their families. Gracious God, hear our prayer and in your love, answer. We pray for family and friends who are suffering, those struggling physically or emotionally, those working to overcome mental illness, those facing challenges at home or at work, those grieving the death of a loved one. Gracious God, hear our prayer and in your love answer. God, you have called us to pray for our enemies, to bless rather than curse those who deliberately seek to harm us. We bring their names before you now. Those who have hurt us, physically or emotionally, those who have stolen from us or cheated us of what was rightfully ours, those who have spread rumours about us or turned our friends against us, we ask you to bless them. Open our hearts to see that we may see them as you see them and be able to respond to them with your love. Gracious God, hear our prayer and in your love answer. We pray for your church around the world. We pray for this coming General Assembly next weekend. That it would be a living demonstration of your coming kingdom. Offering hospitality to all, ready to help in times of need. Showing love to friends and enemies alike. Seeking to live in peace with all. 
Gracious God, hear our prayers and in your love answer. Hear the silent prayers now of our hearts. God, we praise you for your faithful love and for your mercy you have shown toward us. Open our eyes to recognize your presence in our lives. Give us grace to hear your call and courage to follow without hesitation, knowing that your way is the only way that leads to life. In the name of Jesus, our Saviour and Lord. Amen. <laughs> 